Hallelujah. Uh, the title of today's message is, Can You Handle the Truth? Amen. I know for some of us, could remember what movie that came from, but we're not going to get into that right now. Uh, so, in today's culture, as we all know, truth is relative, truth is personal, and truth is simply cultural. In John 18, 38, Pilate told Jesus, what is truth? Amazingly, the truth was in front of Pilate, but Pilate did not recognize him. So in other words, 2,000 years ago, relative truth was already creeping in. Because even Pilate, the governor of that province, asked Jesus, what is truth? However, as we, let's open up on, on 1 Timothy chapter 3, verses 14 through 15. Paul tells Timothy a few things in regards to the truth. And please be ready. We're going to be going through the word of God. So if you have your phones, if you have um, your Bibles, we're going to be going through the word of God. It says, in these things I write to you, though I hope to come to you shortly, but if I am delayed, I write so that you may know how you ought to conduct yourselves in the house of God, which is the church of the living God, the pillar and the ground of truth. As a church of the living God, brothers and sisters, are we that pillar and ground of truth? Or are we letting the culture dictate to us what truth is? If we go to Ephesians, as we just read, brothers and sisters, God has given us a mandate for us to be that pillar, that ground of truth. In Ephesians chapter 4, Verses 11 through 15. And he himself gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, and some pastors and teachers for the equipping of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ, to we, we all come to the unity of the faith, of the knowledge of the Son of God, to a perfect man, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, that we should no longer be children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the trickery of men in the cunning craftiness of deceitful plotting. But speaking the truth in love may grow up in all things into him who is the head, Christ. Again, Paul speaks to the church of Ephesians the importance of truth, the importance of the church not being tossed around by every wind of doctrine. Okay, as the body of Jesus Christ, we need to be careful. When Paul uses the word wind, it means a whirlwind. It means a violent swing that makes one dizzy. For those of us who've been on boats before or ships of any kind, we tend to get dizzy. No matter how big the ship is, we, for some of us who are either not from the Navy or not sailors or are not used to uh, fishing, we get kind of dizzy. And that's just a small turning of the ship. No matter how big the ship is, it tends to sway. But here, Paul is saying that false teaching, false doctrine makes us dizzy, makes us going to and fro violently. See, false teachers' goal is to cause this kind of confusion regarding the truth. 
in order to try to bring believers into their erroneous schemes. However, Paul tells the church to speak the truth in love, which literally means truthing in love, which has the idea of maintaining truth in love in both speech and life. You see, not only are we supposed to speak the truth, but we need to live in the truth. See, I can say anything all day long, but if I'm not living it, I'm wasting my time. You see, and God has called the church to not only know the knowledge of God, but to live it out, to walk it out. And I believe today the church, the God is speaking to us, brothers and sisters, are we doing both? We cannot, to be genuine believers in this world that's questioning the truth of the word of God, the truth that have been laid down since the foundation of the earth, we need to not only uh, uh, speak the truth, but live the truth. See, so the question for the church of Jesus Christ, according to our wonderful Christian philosopher, Francis Schaeffer, how then shall we live? How then shall we live in a culture that's against the truth? In a culture that says you could create truth. In a church that says it's all good, it's all relative. If that was the case, we're wasting our time here. If everything is relative, we might as well just pack, pack things up and go home. We're wasting our time, but we know that truth is not relative. We know that truth is not personal. Amen? So in defining the truth, it's first helpful to know what, it, what truth is not. Okay? So bear with me. I have a long list. <laughs> truth is not simply whatever works. This is the philosophy, the philosophy of the ends versus means type approach. In reality, lies can, in, in reality, lies can appear to work, but they are still lies and not the truth. Truth is not what makes people feel good. Unfortunately, bad news can be truth. Truth is not what the majority says is true. 51% of a group, uh, a group can reach a wrong conclusion. I'll leave this here. <laughs> truth is not defined by what is intended. Good intentions can still be wrong. Truth is not simply what is believed. A lie believed is still a lie. Okay? The word truth here uh, means sincerity, integrity, indicates the quality or state of being real or genuine, often in the sense of visible and verifiable reality, demonstrated by facts, actual events, proven character, and, the, and, and in the wider Greek usage, it reveals a sense of something being disclosed and not hidden. You see, the truth of Jesus Christ cannot be hidden. The truth of Jesus Christ cannot be put under, uh, underneath a, a, a table or hidden or it's just for certain people. The truth of God is available to all who seek his truth. And the thing with the truth of Jesus Christ, it usually goes against our truth. And especially in a world, again, that believes that man has the answers, we have to let the world know Jesus Christ has the answers. God is the answer. So truth is what is, is excuse me, truth is that which corresponds to reality. Truth is what, which matches his object. And truth is simply telling it like it is. Truth is based on the character of God. So when we, when we start getting confused, we need to go back to his word. When we, start, when we don't know what to tell people about the truth, we need to remember God is our truth. 
God is the standard of truth. In Genesis chapter 1, verses 1 through 2, God created all things out of nothing. All things. Seen or unseen. He created it all. So if he created it all, he creates truth. He creates truth. In Deuteronomy chapter 32, verse 4 says, Moses says, he is the rock. His work is perfect. For all his ways are justice. A God of truth and without injustice. Righteous and upright is he. You see, brothers and sisters, um, sometimes we confuse with, uh, with, with us having compassion with the world, with the world, excuse me, to, towards the world, excuse me, and telling them the truth in love. I was talking, speaking to a brother about that. There, we can still have compassion and say the truth. Truth without compassion is pity. It's not real. Jesus never had pity for anyone. Jesus had compassion, right, but never pity. See? And, again, everything has to be based on the character of God. Whatever is spoken in the school system, whatever is spoken through TV, whatever you watch on social media, does it have the character of God? Does it have the character of God? Even Paul says, we cannot no longer be little children. It's time for us to grow up. We live in a time, brothers and sisters, that we cannot stay little babies. We need to grow up in the Lord. Psalms 18, verse 1 through 2 says, David writes, I will love you, O Lord, my strength. The Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer. My God, my strength, in whom I will trust. My shield and the horn of my salvation, my stronghold. John 8, 31, the apostle John writes, And Jesus said to those Jews who believed him, If you abide in my word... You are my disciples. Amen? So that's important, the abiding. We have to abide. And then it said, and you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. So truth has freedom. See, the thing with most of us is, and I have included myself in seasons of my life, that we rather hear what people say to us truth is. We rather believe what the world says who we are than believing who God says we are. And that's the battle. John 14, 6 says, Jesus said to him, I am the way, the truth, and the life, and no one comes to the Father except through me. You know that there's some ministers who are struggling to say that in these days? Shame on them. Shame on them. If you come here to Light of the World Church, brothers and sisters, you are going to hear that Jesus is the only way, the truth, and the life, and no one comes to God except through him. And I'm sorry that that doesn't fit certain things that other churches are saying, but I stand with Pastor Reggie, Pastor Andrew, and the leaders. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. And it's time for us not to seek that bonus in within ourselves, but to let the Lord bring out that boldness in us. Because the ones that should be ashamed are the ones who are living a lie. We stand in the truth. Why should we be ashamed? James 1.17 says, Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and comes down from the Father of lights. I get emotional because when you know the truth, that's freedom. And look what it says, where there is no variation 
shadow of turning. God can be trusted. God can be trusted. Who are you building your life on? If you build your life on someone else, it's sand. If you build your life on what the world says you are, it's sand. If you you build your life on what Facebook says, what Instagram says, what TikTok says, it is sand and you will not make it. Hallelujah. In the New Living Translation says, whatever is good and perfect is a gift coming to us from from God our Father who created all the lights in heaven. He never changes or casts a shifting shadow. One Christian philosopher says, anything that is right is right only because of God's creative choice. God made it right. God is the author. He's not simply reporting moral truth that are necessary truth. He actually brings moral truth into existence by commanding us and forbidding us to do certain things. The reason why we do not stand with certain political ideologies, the reason why we do not stand uh, um, with certain people and certain sayings is because it is wrong. Not because I say it's wrong. It's wrong because God commands that it's wrong. And I'd rather be on the Lord's side than be on the world's side. See, God is the author of truth. God creates morality. God is not a standard of truth. Watch yourselves. Because many people are saying, God is just another standard of truth. God is the creator of truth. We appeal to his written word for truth. Whatever you're going to, go to the word of God. If you keep going to man, God is going to allow you to go to man. And when we fall flat on our faces, then we come back to the word of God. You see, that's a wonderful thing about God. He always has his arms open. But he lets us go through certain situations so you can put your focus on him. And Jesus specifically says, those who abide. What is abiding? Let God's word pitch a tent in you. What are you full of? With all due respect. What are we full of? Let's be honest. Let's be real. Do people know you serve the Lord? You see, regardless of what you think what people uh, might say, some people want to hear the truth. Some of our coworkers are confused. Some of our children are confused. And we just cannot wait for them to come to church on Sunday or Wednesday or Friday Bible so to tell them the truth, to speak to them about the Lord Jesus Christ. Yes, we all have our own decisions to make. Yes, we all have our own uh, uh, ways of the Lord dealing in our hearts. But we need to stand for truth. So we could boldly say three things. Truth is not relative. Truth is not personal. And truth is not cultural. Amen? In Timothy 3.15, let's go back to Timothy 3.15. Paul tells Timothy... The church of the living God is the pillar and ground of truth. You see, brothers and sisters, people will be coming to church to seek truth. People will come to ask you, what is truth? And what are we going to tell them? What are we going to tell them? In the Amplified uh, Version of the Bible, it says, If I am detained, you may know how people ought to conduct themselves. In the household of God, which is the church of the living God, the pillar and stay, that means the prop or the support of the truth. 
Brothers and sisters, if the church is not lifting up, is not lifting God up, how are people going to be drawn to the church? If what people see in the church is confusion, disorder, chaos, why would they show up here? They have that at home. They have that in the workplace. When people come into those doors, they need to know that this is the church of the living God. Not a church of uh, philosophies and uh, a church of self-motivation help. People have tried that and it has not worked. The church's duty is to bear witness to the truth as well as to combat false teachings that creep in through the culture we live and function in. I'm not saying that we're all going to uh, give up our jobs and go up to a, to a monastery and sing Gregorian chants all day. No, I'm not saying that. But be prepared. Be prepared. In the New Revised Standard Version of the Bible, the word uh, ground is the word bulwark, which is commonly heard before. Bulwark is a solid-like structure raised for defense, possibly a system of two walls with space between. God's salvation is a bulwark for his people. Our protection is the truth. Our strength is the truth. A minister once says, truth is the fixed standard by which reality is measured. It is God's perspective on every subject. I have to repeat that again. It is God's perspective on every subject. Truth is absolute and non-negotiable. Again, I got to say that again. Truth is absolute and non-negotiable. Do not negotiate the word of God to please people. It's not worth it, brothers and sisters. Stand with the Lord. He, stood, he has stood by you from, from the time you gave your life to the Lord. He's been with you. He supplied your needs. He's kept you from so many things. But it's time for us to stand with him. The word of God says in Genesis, it says that Enoch walked with God and all of a sudden he disappeared. Isn't that amazing? That we are to walk with God. And I'm not saying that one day we're walking with God and we just say, hey, we disappear. That's up to God. But I want to stress that a little bit to say that they no longer saw Enoch. In other words, the more we walk with God, people see God in us. They no longer see Ray. They see God. They see Jesus Christ. So the most important question today is, is God our one and only perspective on every subject? Brothers and sisters. Again, is God our one and only perspective on every subject? On how to treat your spouse. On how to treat your children. Your relationship with your bosses. Your relationship with the church. Your relationship with the leadership in the church. Your relationship with your brothers and sisters. is all in the word. Let the word of God clean you. Let the word of God fix those areas in your life. 1 Peter 3.15 says, But sanctify the Lord God in your hearts, and always be ready to give a defense to everyone who asks you a reason for the hope that is in you with meekness and fear. So you have to understand when we speak to someone about the Lord, we need to understand that we have to give them the purity of God. You cannot speak for someone if you don't know that someone. 
And sometimes the truth of God's word hurts. It's a sword. And sometimes we, 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 feel we can't be too harsh. But I'm going to tell you one thing. The devil is harsh. The devil is vicious. He's a roaring lion. While us Christians, we're trying to uh, mold God to help people out. The devil doesn't mold anything. He goes in and he goes in to destroy, to kill. So, brothers and sisters, we need to speak the truth in love. Do not confuse love with compassion. We could have both. Sometimes I, I, I tell brothers and sisters, when you go to work or when you go home, before you set in uh, feeding those areas, Lord, open my mind. Open my heart to see who needs to hear your truth. Lord, help me not be distracted to the needs of other people. You see, we as Christians are his feet, are his arms, and are his voice. So while celebrities and media are always talking up a storm, us Christians, we're shy. We're polite. You see, the ones that shouldn't say anything are them, but we have the truth. We have the truth. And, and, and let's not be afraid to stand alone. Some of us are so afraid to stand alone. It's okay. Jesus told the crowd one time, I come to bring division in the Gospels. Because the word of God divides. But it's okay. We need to please God. Sometimes we worry so much about the man that could kill the body, but, but we forget that we need to please the one that could take our souls and throw it into hell. And we need to stand because we're not standing alone. In the book of Hebrews says, what great cloud of witnesses we have of people that stood up for God. Isn't that amazing? And they weren't perfect people. I like that scripture because it starts with tremendous people of God, right? But then you see Samson. And I'm like, wow, that dude, Samson? But God used him at the end when he repented. Is that something? And many of us probably have to repent today for not speaking, for not standing up for God. And he will use you. The Bible says that he killed more Philistines that day than ever. And you, got, and you guys know how Samson was. Then you have Abraham. You remember Abraham? Who lied twice? Who didn't believe in God? But yet God used him. He believed the truth that God told him. We even have, uh, I, I, um, I believe, um, Barak, who his wife Deborah had to motivate him. Because he didn't want to do anything. He just wanted to be, you know, God gave him a, a command and he was lazy. But thank God for godly women who motivate their men to go out and fight the good fight of faith. So, brothers and sisters, we are all in this together. So, you know, so we have that huge crowd of witnesses that to this day still speak through the word of God. How then shall we live? How then shall we function in this world? So, brothers and sisters, we can declare boldly in the name of Jesus that we, his church, 
are the pillar, the support, and the foundation of truth. We are the church that Jesus Christ says that the gates of hell will not prevail against it. We are the pillar and the ground of truth. The church he died for and is coming back to take to heaven. Jesus Christ said in John chapter 14, verses 1 to 3, Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God. You believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions, and if it were not so, I will have told you. I go to prepare a place for you, and if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself. That where I am, there you will also be, uh, there you will be also. Where I am, you will there be too. Isn't that amazing? Look at the love that Jesus Christ has for us. Why are we settling for the garbage of the world? He is preparing a place because he wants us to be together with him. And then he said, if it wasn't so, I would have told you. In other words, if it was a lie, if I was saying a lie, I would have told you it's a lie. But I know because it is truth. Because my Father is truth. Isn't that amazing that Jesus Christ is with us, brothers and sisters? That Jesus Christ is the truth. Let's not settle for the nonsense of this world. It's time to shut off all the garbage of the world and get before the Lord. Too many distractions. Too many distractions. And while we, as a church, we're being distracted, fighting amongst ourselves. The devil is taking the world to hell in a, in a basket. We need to stand. Let's not be fooled thinking that the whole world doesn't want to hear the truth. They want to hear the truth. But they want to hear God's truth. Praise it. Um, Heather, you may come up. The word of God says, if, let's open up in Revelations. Chapter 19, 11 through 16. And I'll be reading from the New Living Translation. I get emotional now because I'm sad. But because I'm happy, because I'm joyous, because God is standing with his church. God is standing with you. He is a mighty giant. He is a mighty fortress. You are not alone. John writes, then I saw heaven open and a white horse was standing there. Its rider was named Faithful and True. For he judges fairly and wages a righteous war. His eyes were like flames of fire, and on his head were many crowns. A name was written on him that no one understood except himself. He wore a robe dipped in blood, and his title 
was the word of God. The armies of heaven dressed in the finest of pure white linen followed him on white horses. From his mouth came a sharp sword to strike down the nations. He will rule them with an iron rod. He will release the fierce wrath of God. The almighty like juice flowing from a winepress. On his robe at his thigh was written this title. King of kings and Lord of lords. Hallelujah. King of kings and Lord of lords. Hallelujah. And you know what? John, the son of one of the sons of thunder, one who asked Jesus, actually his mom asked Jesus, can one of my sons sit on the left and the right hand? One on the left and one on the right hand, Lord? A man that was seeking his home. After spending time with the Lord, in the book of John, he says, what we have seen, what we have heard, writes that God, that our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, the God-man, is faithful and true. Why faithful and true? Why not faithful and compassionate? Why not faithful and giving? Because the truth will set us free. Because the truth is what gives us strength. Because the truth is what let us function in this world. Amen? Let's stand, church. Let's stand at this moment. And our prayer here in the church is that you will know the truth of Jesus Christ. You, you are here in the right place. In the ground and the pillar of truth. So I'm not sure if this message touched anyone today. I'm sure it did touch me as I was preparing it. Where are you struggling today? What voices are making you dizzy? What is tugging at your heart? Is it the Lord? Is it man? Is it what you think love is? Is it what you think attention is? It's a trap. It's a trap. You see, when there is truth, there is freedom. Where there's lust and sin, there's slavery. Slavery of the mind. Saving the hearts. That's why sometimes we come to church and we can't even focus because our lives are ensnared by lies. Our lives are ensnared by what people think of us. When our lives should be free to worship the holy God of glory. To worship the living God. He has set you free. So walk in freedom. So as Heather sings this song, bow your heads. Let's bow our heads and speak to God. One thing I've learned that when we do not examine ourselves, what type of life are we living if we do not examine ourselves, brothers and sisters? Are we the blind leading the blind? But even the Paul and the apostles say, examine yourselves to see if you are in the truth. 
And today is the day for us to examine ourselves. This is not for the one sitting next to you. This is not, one, this is not for, for your, your, your spouse, your sibling, your parents. This leader, that leader. No, this is for you. This is for me. It is me, oh me, oh Lord, standing in the need of prayer. Let's bow our heads, Heather. says if we as parents know what good gifts to give our children don't we think that the Lord our God will give us what we need when we ask if your prayer is for the Lord to show you his way he will he will he wants to give you the best and what is this, what is his best himself that's his best let that be your cry. I'm going to have Heather sing this song a few more times. And make that again a prayer for yourself. And if someone comes into your mind as you're singing this, pray for that person too. Sometimes we think, oh, I, I don't know why this face came into my mind. Why this person came into my mind. It wasn't the enemy that put that person in your mind. It was God that put that person in your mind so you could pray for them. So you could intercede for them. Because in these days, brothers and sisters, we cannot be double-minded. We need to stand for the Lord. Seek the Lord while he can still be found. 
call on him and he will come to you. Let's sing that song. Heather? Raise your hand to the heavens.